Hey, hey, Tim. How are you? Oh, I forgot. You're way, you're way too loud. <laughs> I start this again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, ladies. I'm Tori. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to The Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hey, ladies. Welcome. My name is Wendy, and we are the fruitful vine. And once a week, we come on here and we talk about all things parenthood, womanhood, um, sisterhood, all the hoods. And by we, I mean me and my lovely co host, Tori. Hey, hey, girl. Hello, hello. How you doing? Good, pretty good. I love seeing your lovely face. Oh, same. Ditto. Right back at you. I am really, really excited for today's episode. I like can hardly contain myself, even though I should, because that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm my goodness. I'm pretty excited. Oh, OK. So what you've been thinking about lately, Wendy? What you thinking? What am I thinking? I have been thinking about, wow, can't believe she just asked me what I'm thinking about. I was definitely not ready for that. That came out really quick. But (laughs) what is on my mind right now? You know what? What is on my mind right now is how like of an amazing person Paul was. I know random, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it around back during our talk, but just like Paul is wise, man, that, that is a wise man. And there's a lot to be learned from him. A lot to be gleaned. That's so funny. Is he one of, is he your favorite guy? Not funny. Well, funny. Cause once I tell you what I'm thinking, but is he, is Paul one of your favorite guys in the Bible besides, besides Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> Mine is Jesus. Cause obviously. <laughs> No, he's he's my absolute favorite. Yes. 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 And he my is for some people is... and some people don't like him. So some no, people really I, I don't love like I love no really? I yeah. love Paul. Yeah. Some people feel like I he's just my mad favorite. I've been thinking about King David, <laughs> and I know a lot of people <laughs> don't like I, I said it's that's funny my son's favorite. King David, oh my God, he's just so human. Like, mm-hmm. and yet God's like he he what what is the wording of it like he he searched for god or his he searched for god the most or his heart was dang it what am i you asking the wrong no other like oh i i believe his heart david's heart like sought out god the most i don't think i'm saying it the way the bible says it but he was so in love with God, yet so human and so flawed. And I just, I guess I connect with him because I'm so flawed, <laughs> like, mm. but I, I, but it didn't stop him from always seeking out God and always every time he fell and every time he was on top, it was still like, God, 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 but he definitely let his flesh rule him. He he wasn't as wise as Paul for sure. That's why I giggled in the beginning. <laughs> no, he's my son's favorite, and it always makes me nervous when my son tells me that he's reading because he has he has um, his own adventure Bible, and so he's just constantly reading his Bible. And I'll just be like, "Yo, 
Uh, <laughs> can we not read what King David did? I was just like, ah. Like one day he was like, mommy, what's rap? I'm like, what do you mean rap? R-A-P-E. I'm like, yeah, we not going to read that verse. Mm. So we gonna, not we, ready. We come back not to ready. that. Will you come back to that? <laughs> we'll circle back around. We'll circle back around. He was seven. So I was like, no, nah, not right now. Not right now, you know? <laughs> well, and when you think about most of the Psalms, being uh written by David you're just like whoa like I don't know David's just this little poetic guy to me I really love him but speaking of beautiful psalms we're gonna segue right into consumption munching now Tori what are we transitioning into right now Tori consumption munching Okay, ladies, so this segment, Consumption Munchin', Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing, or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. It is time for Consumption Munchin'. That's (laughs) right. Okay, so I've been obsessed with the Bible verse in um, Philippians 4, I believe, where it's like, set your mind on whatever is lovely, whatever's noble, like not the good stuff or not the bad stuff, but the good stuff. And so I kind of have taken that and I'm just like, Tori, seek out beauty every single season, no matter what, what is beautiful, what is noble, what is worthy of praise, speak upon it and look at it and acknowledge it, you know? And because of that, I kind of, we were doing our challenge for March for my womanhood was play. And so we've just been playing around and my play has been drawing. I've just been doodling little flowers and I've always wanted to draw, but I'm not an artist in that kind of way. But lately, flowers have just caught my attention. And you want to speak about something that is just beautiful for for beauty's sake. Like, um, yeah, some flowers can be medicinal and you can eat some and you can put some in tea. But most of them are just beautiful. Literally, they're just God's way of saying, like, here's some beauty. Like, hey, after all this snow melts, magically, just a field of lilies is going to pop up right here. Like, it blows my mind. Or... um, we have cherry trees blossoming right now. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, if that's not God saying, hey, don't forget, I'm the God that resurrects and restores. I don't know what is, you know? So I've just been loving doodling. And I bought this book on Amazon. It's called 100 Flowers and Plants, Step-by-Step Realistic Line Drawing. And, um, It has been, if you don't know anything about drawing, this is the book to get if you're a little bit curious about it. Again, I've just been enjoying playing around. I've enjoyed finding the beauty in something as drawing. And a few episodes ago, we talked about staying curious as mothers and always chasing your curiosity. And this is one way I'm doing it. So if you want to draw with me, I'll link this down below. Uh, it's, It's been fun. And I'm telling you, it's for the person who doesn't know how to draw. Like if you think you can't do it, but you've always been curious, get this book. Cause 
one week I didn't know how to draw daisies and now I draw daisies every day. So get this book because it's really fun. Tori, that is such a good idea. Like I'm not a drawer. Surprise, surprise. Isn't that crazy? But I think that I have been discovering lately, um, just like you said, to find the beauty in things. God didn't make the flowers because he was bored. He made them for you to find the beauty in them, made them for you, you know? And so like, I just, I love that. I love the idea of taking the time to set aside, to just breathe and draw something and make something beautiful out of your own hands that you can see like instantly, like as soon as you're done, you made something beautiful. You did that, but I, you did that, but I just think it requires a lot of discipline and self-control. You like that transition? I love that. You did that. Well done. Well done. It involves, you know, in order to master something, you have to be very (laughs) (laughs) self-controlled. All right, ladies. So last week we introduced, uh, we kind of conversated about the fruits of the spirit and um, we just want to continue that. We're actually going to hit our first fruit of the spirit and we're actually going to be working backwards or maybe just working however the Holy Spirit leads us, but we promise we're going to touch on all the fruits. So this week, if you haven't caught it already, we are talking about self-control. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> self-control. Like, is this, does this, this one literally makes your life. It literally makes or breaks your life. Are you going to be a self-controlled person or not? We can talk about self-control when it comes to our diets, when it comes to our plans, when it comes to our dreams, when it comes to our prayer life, when it comes to our Bible life, when it comes to our homeschool life, when it comes to keeping a clean home. Literally, this is the one that is so practical and life-changing um, and, and not to make the other ones lesser because last week, Wendy said, like, they all work together. You need all of them. But dare I say self-control is the biggest one that's missing in today's culture. We're a modern Sodom and Gomorrah out there. <laughs> yes, 100%. 100%. Anything goes, Tori. Anything yeah. goes. There, You don't need to be self-controlled. You need to be self out there. Like everybody need to know what you're doing, what you're wearing and all up in your business. What like, is self-control? I can be whoever I want to be, whenever I want to be and do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it. And however I want to do it. And there is no sense of self-control. They, they just ain't. And that's to say, let alone out there in the world. But even within the Christian community, like, anyways, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. the whole. And let's, let, let's be clear. Like, yeah, we're talking about the world in a funny way, but church, Girl. these uh, fruits of the spirit are not for the world. <laughs> They're for us. Yes. So uh, the, the world, I expect that from the world. So, you know, we're going to let the world be the world, but we are women of God. We are striving to be women of God households of God. Uh, We're striving to produce children of God. So we're talking about us right now, correct? And, and the thing is, how, how, how will they tell you apart if you look just like them? How will the the world is supposed 
to be selfish. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be out of control. They just doing what they're supposed to be doing. Why are you looking like them? And that mm. is the biggest, um, like, just mirror for me. It's just like, yo, what makes you any different? Like, you're not any different. You, you, the lack of discipline, you've got it. The anger, you've got it. The, um, just the, what do you have that's different than what's out there? Yeah. How do you purposely not conform to the world? How do you become a person who's not tossed to and fro by empty deceit and um, philosophy and worldly teaching, right? Uh, Part of self-control is standing on what's right, even when it's not right to do that. Even mm. when right has become wrong and, and up has become down. Um, self-control ought to be so foundational. Like we, like I'm sitting here, like I'm about to do a whole unit study on self-control because like everything stems from self-control, Wendy. Like I'm everything. looking at my own life and I'm like, oh, um, I'm on my third cup of coffee today because I don't have self-control. My uh, bathroom drawer is unorganized because I don't have self-control to keep it organized. Like little, from little details to huge details, self-control bleeds into it. Tori, let alone the other fruits of the spirit. How can you be gentle if you're not self-controlled? How can you Mm. show kindness if you're not self-controlled? You just want to just speak out your mouth, you know, and do, and say, how can you be patient if you're not self-controlled? There, you, there is no self-control to me is so foundational, like love. It's just so, they, like I said, they all intermingle. They all make each other work. They all shine the light on one another. I think that it's a refining process, just like you said. And yes, guys, I, I hope it can be stated that all this is not because we have it all together. All this is to just have an honest conversation about what is expected of us. Yeah, we're having the conversation because it was laid on our hearts that we don't have it all. Like Wendy and I, like if we're, we're never talking to you from a stage, we're talking to you because it is what we're going through. It is what we are learning. Uh, and, and the hopes that maybe it's going to make sense to someone who's listening. Yes. We are only the vessel. We just, we just speak what's been laid on our hearts, not speak what we've mastered. When dealing with me personally, I've been dealing with a lot of yelling and a lot of anger when it comes to my kids. I know guys crazy. Uh, but when you think you got it all together, that's when God show up and be like, mm. well, here's a fourth child that don't listen. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always say it. Life has a way of humbling you, friend. What? Live a little longer. Live a little what? longer. God brought me to this. So it wasn't like, God, God, I just don't want to stop yelling anymore. I, I mean, I just want to stop yelling. What, what can I do? And then God's like, okay, Wendy, I'll take the yelling out of you. No, it ain't happened like that, guys. It didn't happen like that. Um, it just brought me more opportunities to yell. <laughs> I was going to say, no, he was like, okay, here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity. And here's an opportunity for you to lose your mind and yell. 
That's right. So as I prayed upon it and realized the more I prayed upon it, the more I was given with opportunities to yell. Mm -hmm. God also brought me to this verse in the Bible or this passage from 1 Corinthians 9, 24. And it's Paul. And he says, do you not know that in a, in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Least after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So I am somebody who goes on YouTube and preaches to other people about not yelling at their children and goes and teaches my, forget YouTube, teaches my kids, don't yell at one another. Why are you talking to one another like that? Why are y'all sounding like the way I sound when I'm talking to you? (laughs) Right here, don't be disqualified because you weren't able to control yourself. Don't go out there preaching to people and don't have the same expectations of yourself. Self-control wasn't given to me. Self-control is something that I beat into myself every single day. It is hard. It is like an athlete. Y'all know what them athletes be doing? Like, <laughs> like an athlete, which means that it is not easy to be disciplined. It is not something that I'm too tired. I can't wake up. I'm just going to sleep. I'm just going to eat it because it's so much easier to just eat it. If God has laid something on your heart for you to do, you best find a discipline to just do it and understand that it's going to be hard to do it. I love that. I love the analogy with the athlete and how that's in God's word. Cause you look at the greatest athletes, Peyton Manning, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll put LeBron in there. We'll put LeBron. (laughs) They don't get it right a lot of times, but one thing they do is they don't, they always come back. They don't give up. They're always in the race, right? Mm -hmm. Which takes what it does take self-control to keep going and to keep being disciplined. I know for me where the Holy Spirit is talking about self-control the most in my life is when it comes to uh, my mouth and my Mm -hmm. words. And, you know, that goes with gentleness. Like the Holy Spirit is so gentle and yet we can talk to people around us and in our lives like not gentle. Uh, uh, We can talk very harsh sometimes. And, or we can talk as if I've had this revelation, Wendy, that um, believe it or not, it is not my job to teach everybody their life lessons. <laughs> like, and that's hard for me because I am a very, I don't want to say intuitive because that's kind of new agey, discern, discerning, very sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to outcomes. And I can see things. And um, so I, 
always tend to think that, okay, God, since you gave me that knowledge, I need to teach all these people these lessons. And it's just not true. So I have been called to have self-control when it comes to even opening up my mouth, not even like just being gentle with how I say things or saying things in love, not even that, but like literally not saying anything like, Mm. so practically I have been, when I'm in a conversation with someone where I feel like, okay, but I need to say my piece, but, but they need to hear this. I just bite my tongue. Mm. Um, literally like literally I put my tongue between my teeth. I bite down, I close my mouth and I just let that person talk. I do it with my kids too. My kids love to have these beautiful heartfelt conversations with me. And sometimes I just want to tell them stuff, but I'm learning that like, it's better to just listen. Uh, The Bible says that, you know, we be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow Mm -hmm. to anger. You cannot do those things without self-control. You cannot open your mouth without self-control and gentleness. Like it, it all really does connect. So that's where I I've been challenged is how can I have self-control with my tongue, with, with the words that come out and why is that important? Well, it's important because the Bible says like words are life-giving, right? Uh, we can, we can cut down a person with our words or we can raise a person with our words. And I've just been challenged and it's not easy. And and it also leads to social media and how uh, when things happen, everyone wants to have an opinion um, on social media and they want to say it. And I'm just the Holy Spirit is like, just because you think it, even if you think it and you're right, doesn't mean you have to say it. Not um, everything needs to be said. Not everything has to be said. And we talked about this when we met in person. We were talking about me and Wendy's mother and how. We're powerful, passionate women, and we want to say something, and we need to say it. And if we don't say it, we're going to choke on it. But the Holy Spirit doesn't call me to say everything I need, everything I think. Um, And how are people going to see the Holy Spirit if it's just me talking, if it's just me running my mouth, if it's just me posting what I think about this and X, Y, and Z? Like, can I just, I'm going to sit back and take the back seat so Jesus and the Holy Spirit can be like center stage. Yep. I don't want it. I, 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 I'm sick of it being about me. Yep. And there's a lot of times, Tori, there's a lot of times that just like you said last week, it's where the rubber meets the road. And so it's your actions a lot of the times. So your actions speak so much louder than your words, than what you're saying. The way, the way that you live your life speaks so much to, to people. And there's a lot of times it doesn't, you don't need to say it. They, they already know it. Sometimes mm. you just let them talk themselves right into the truth. I, I, I think maybe Beyonce said this, but, um, you know, the best way to show someone that you are like pro something or not for something is to simply be it. Like yep. Beyonce's quote was uh, black excellence is like the number one uh, antidote to everything else. Um, sorry, this is the only example I can think of, but um, I, I don't have to sit here and have a sign saying this matters and this and this like I am, I am the sign, how I conduct my life, how I live my life. I am the sign. Like, let's stop just doing hashtags and this, like, let's be, 
Let's be the church. Let's be the Holy Spirit. Like, I don't want to hear that you do hymns in the morning with your family. If when I go on Instagram, all your character, like, I don't see that, but I don't see that in the fruit, you know? And I know people can say, well, it's just Instagram versus real life, but like Instagram supposed to be your best face. It's so supposed you know, right? it's supposed not putting to be your a best reflection out there. <laughs> if you're not putting your best face out there, how else would I know? You know and, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times we've talked about this on when we talked about social media, we talked about this um before. A lot of the times people feel as if they don't need any self-control when it comes to social media. Well, because it's I think there. This so I can say it. Because it's their Instagram, because it's their tube, because it's their this. But you guys, this ain't, this is not why we are here. Get back to the purpose. Get back to the reason. We are here to show Christ. So if what you have to say, if what your opinion is, is great, it's wonderful, it's this, it's that. If it doesn't, if it's not a Christ issue, if it's not a heart issue, why are we talking about it? Mm. We're supposed to be, even if you know some, look, in in that same Bible verse, a little bit above, he talks about, he says, to the weak, I become weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people. That by all means, I might save some. Y'all hear that? I might say, so if, if you, you know what? Republican might be right. Democrat might be right. But what does it matter? Literally, Paul is saying, I push myself aside. So if, I, if I'm a Democrat, I'm going to push myself aside when I'm with this Republican to win them towards Christ. Because to that's bring. That's what matters. Guess what, guys? I hate to break it to you, but Jesus doesn't care if you're Democratic or Republican. He doesn't. He matters if you're Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what like like and it goes on to say, I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. That's it, guys. Like, that's the point of being self-controlled. It is so that your fruit can show. It is not so that it could be all about you because that's the opposite of it. And there are so many times, like Tori said, she pushes herself aside. It's not about her. Her opinion doesn't matter. What she wants, none of our opinions matter. What we want don't matter. Like we have a purpose out here. There's a reason why we are here. And if you're not living by that purpose, then you're not fulfilling what God has asked you to fulfill. Is that something that's hard for you? Is it hard for you to be self-controlled? Whether it is in what you say, whether it is in your social media, whether it is in, you know, the streets. Yeah. Your, your, your life. Uh, maybe you have been trying to be self-controlled with a diet, with keeping Mm. your home clean, with, um, your mouth, with not telling the world your whole opinion. What is it in your life that you're like, wow, 
God, I do need more of self-control in this area and I'm ready to take on the challenge. And we challenge you guys, we challenge you guys to, um, to, uh, uh, to do it, to do it, to just do it because the devil's going to tell you, you can't, and you're going to present, be presented with so many opportunities not to do it when you mm-hmm. set your mind to doing it, but do it anyways, do it anyways. You got us out here spurring you on and cheering for you and praying for you. Do it anyways, because your self-control, that fruit is showing Christ through you. Amen. Amen. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? (laughs)